0: Hello friend, welcome to Almost Cancelled, I'm Peter and this is Connor. Hey everyone. We're going to talk about Mr. Robot, Season 2, Episode 3, it's called EPS 2.1 underscore Kernelpanic.ksd. Let's have a guess, what do you think KSD is?
1: I have no idea, it sounds like image software.
0: It does, it sounds like something that may be in Photoshop, but I don't know. Uh, Full spoilers for the episode as always, first things first, right? I'm glad I wasn't eating my dinner, because Jesus Christ! How could how could they put a scene like that? They put a woman masturbating on TV. Yeah, I thought that was I thought that was a good joke. Right, okay, Alright, the vomit scene. Uh, yeah, that was
1: not nice.
0: <laughs> it was delightful. What are you talking about? <laughs> Look,
1: I, you you have whatever weird taste you uh, have, but...
0: It was... Do you know what I liked about that scene? Because obviously this episode is largely focused on Elliot trying to fight back against Mr. Robot and getting rid of him, which yeah. he's doing by taking lots of pills. Was it Adderall I think he said he yeah. was taking? And... What I liked about that scene was he was fighting back so harsh that that whole thing where he's picked up by men in a car and he's taken out and the cement in the wheelbarrow and the funnel in the mouth. And I, right, right as soon as he got grabbed, I'm thinking, right, if we're going with this whole mental facility prison theory, this, this can't is, be happening. Well, it's not, like, well, I don't necessarily think it can't be happening. I was thinking, oh, he's walking near the exit or something, and like these are like the orderlies like grabbing him. Or something like that, you know.
1: See, I, I I instantly went to the the drug because obviously we had the drug trip in the in the last season, where you know none of it happened.
0: Ah, yeah, yeah, of course. So that, that so I instantly
1: that. went to that again.
0: Um, I I didn't right away. Um, but when it when it all when it cut to him vomiting, like when I' when they put the thing in his mouth, I was like, wait a minute he's getting his stomach pumped right now because they've caught him doing this. Mm. And then it cut to him actually just making himself vomit. So, I was half right. Yeah. (laughs) I was half right. What was actually happening was that his own mind was fighting against him and giving him a situation where he was forcing himself to vomit. But what I liked about that scene is that he looked at Mr. Robot and then said, no, fuck you. (laughs) I'm taking these anyway. (laughs) And he proceeds to pick them up. Through his own vomit, yeah. <sighs> Lovely, just
1: just grim. No,
0: oh. oh dear. Uh, standout scene for me in this episode, though, on all honesty, is the scene at the group meeting, where Elliot goes on a bit of a speech. Uh, quite early on in the speech, I was like, I immediately said, right, he's what he's really talking about is Mister Robot right now. Now, by the time he got to the end of the speech, he made that actually quite clear. Uh, like it wasn't subtext anymore, he was just blatantly saying comparing Mr. Robot to God. Yeah, he's uh, like, if I don't listen to my
1: imaginary friend, why should I listen to yours?
0: Actually, you get that line wrong. The exact line was I don't listen to my imaginary friend, why the fuck should I listen to yours? That may be one of my favourite lines of this entire show. Hmm. That line is fantastic.
1: It's pretty damn good.
0: Uh, so that scene that scene was great and that's him still fighting back and he's like Obviously, he's, he's got a bit of a ticking time bomb because he's only got so much of his drugs to take. But uh, the flip side of this, of course, is Ray and us learning a bit more about Ray.
1: It's suddenly become like the most fascinating character for me.
0: Possibly he, because we see him at the start of the episode and he's making breakfast and he's uh, he's put on his his, his defibrillator thingamajig. magic. That's what you said. It was right. Was it No, it's not defibrillate. The other things that—that's the thing. You electrocute someone. That's a defibrillator, them. Yeah. Yeah, to bring them back to life. What, what was this that he had? What's was, what was his machine thing?
1: It's a um, dialysis.
0: There you go. Yeah, that's about a bit of D. That's why. That's where I went defibrillator.
1: It's for kidneys, right? Dialysis. Yeah.
0: I'm not familiar enough with it to.
1: <laughs> pretty, pretty sure it was that because dialysis is where it filters filters your blood or urine and all that stuff for your kidneys when your kidneys don't work. Fair enough. Not really important, but. Um, well, you say that now. Oh, well, yeah, I
0: suppose. But it so he, he puts his machine on and he's sitting there and he's having his dinner and he's having a conversation, and we see that no one's actually sitting there talking to him. He's just doing it to himself, hmm. and right away the obvious thing that we start going is, wait a minute, is he like Elliot? Is this what it looks like to everyone else when Elliot's having a chat with? having a chat yeah. with Mr Robot and I was like I don't know like is that really what's happening because I was thinking last week he's one of the guards or orderlies or whatever in this facility but now if he's talking to someone like this is he <laughs> like is he in and like that's where I'm going of course by the end of the episode I'm thinking he is still a guard uh, just with issues well, he's got issues, but the whole thing is when he talks to Elliot, because he obviously looks through Elliot's journal and he brings up, like, he talks to someone. Yeah. And he tells him a story about his wife dying and how he, after a couple of, well, it was that a week or whatever, but whenever it hit him, and he started going through his routine, but he'd still talk to her in the morning and at breakfast. I don't think he does exactly what Elliot does. I think he is trying to bond with Elliot by bringing that up and relating it to him. But I don't think it's—I don't think
1: it's like Mister Robot, where he's actually fully seeing someone and listening. no, no, he's very aware. Yeah. That it's just in his mind, even though Elliot is aware too. It's not like a, another personality. It's—it's it's something he has control over.
0: Yeah, yeah, but he's using that to bond with Elliot because he wants Elliot to uh, do this computer work for him. Uh, and I told you he was involved in illegal activity, whatever it was he was doing. No, oh, I. Uh, I didn't
1: dispute that.
0: Well, this bloody confirmed this week though.
1: That <laughs> is. It is indeed.
0: Yeah, he's the uh, he's an nice cop in the situation <laughs> with the other gentleman who apparently beat the living shit out the guy.
1: So, do you think he's after anything in particular? Like, do you have any idea what he's after, from the guy?
0: I have. No idea. There was a lot of interesting. Uh, Actually, see if you go back to the summaries at breakfast, yeah. I, thought, I felt like there was a lot more information there that I'd be more likely to speculate about, because he talks about deliveries and things like that, and to me it seemed like he was smuggling things into the facility. Like, you know how you get this little thing with corrupt prison guards? or. You
1: mean like the Adderall?
0: Yeah, like the Adderall, exactly. Because <laughs> where does Leon get that? Yeah. So you know i i think he's involved in that but I, obviously he's involved in bigger stuff like he's got a boss of some kind
1: definitely but obviously it's the the his partner they make it look like they're getting quite desperate for this information
0: yeah yeah well well the guy's talking about like uh, the bitcoin thing not working properly and it needs to be transferred so it's making me think like they've got some sort of online operation that's fucking up because whoever did work on it Wasn't very good.
1: Yeah, that could
0: be the case. So it sounds more like that to me. But, uh, so that's that stuff. And then obviously Elliot actually goes to meet Ray at the end. Hmm. And we we just kind of brought some of this stuff up because we're talking about him reading the journal and him bringing the journal out. But again, him actually having the journal that Elliot threw out at that that meeting. Which, as far as Elliot's led us to believe, is at a different location. But we're obviously thinking it's in the same facility.
1: Yeah.
0: It makes sense that he's still a guard, and that's how he's able to access that and get that out the trash.
1: Yeah, it's it's just there. It's it's just in another room, essentially.
0: Yeah, um, because whenever he's walking down a street right now, Elliot, I'm just thinking it's a hall, a hallway, hallway. Yeah. yeah. So, interesting and interesting. So obviously, Elliot's now on the path of actually uh, doing something with him. Um. Now I'm curious, uh were you hoping or expecting more from the Tyrell stuff they teased at the end of the last episode?
1: I was hoping for more, but I wasn't expecting more. Okay. That's a question. I mean, obviously I want more because I wanna know, but I've come to expect certain withholding of information from this show. So I expected them to kinda draw it out more. Mm-hmm.
0: Um, all right, let's shift gears. We've got a whole bunch of characters we're following around. Uh, the episode actually opens with a flashback to sort of about a year before season one, I think, something in that region. Uh, with Romero and the chubby guy with glasses whose name I can't remember.
1: Nope. Yep.
0: Yeah. Yep. Uh, with like, so Romero's showing the chubby guy uh, the arcade because he's came into possession of it. Through a very long and in-depth and violent story about uh, th- th- this th- th- this guy who wanted his dad to sell the place, but his dad didn't want to, and because of how the like him getting ownership of it worked, he just wanted to kill his dad. Uh, but he fucked up, and the kickback on the shotgun was so extreme, he went out the window himself. And then Romero ended up with, as a cellmate to the brother of that guy, because that guy got pinned for the whole thing because of the gun was in his name. It was a very long story. It was a very and interesting th- that, opening. That
1: was the end of like a hundred year saga of this Yeah,
0: because I can't remember what the first story ended in, but the second story was a woman who like, accidentally stabbed herself with her own, own pill cure. Yeah, lo- the lots the and
1: lots of blood over the,
0: over the years. Um, I, I noticed a lot of interesting things about these stories. Go on. There's a lot of little thematic ties to things that have already happened in the show. Yeah. Uh, the woman who stabbed herself with a pillow cue that made me think of Gideon last episode getting shot in the neck. Yeah, I noticed that one. Right. Uh, the whole thing with uh, killing the dad and it going through a window reminded me of Ella getting pushed out of a window as a kid. Yeah. You know, lots of little, little There's something like that. even
1: more interesting for me as an overall theme. They all ended up fucking themselves over.
0: Mmm, yes.
1: Like, every single one of them, like, like the brother who, who does it for his self shapes but he ends up going out the window because of his own action. The woman, it's, the pool, it's her own pull cue. You know, it's all through their own action that they cause their downfall. Yeah. Interesting.
0: I don't think, like, I don't think any of these stories are going to link plot-wise to anything.
1: Just thematically, though.
0: Yeah, just thematically, I think it's uh, setting up stuff. and I'll be wondering if we get any more flashbacks like this throughout the season to uh, like the setting up of F Society.
1: Yeah, it was really stuff. fascinating.
0: Yeah, it was really interesting. It's it just a dialogue scene, but it was a really interesting dialogue scene. Uh, speaking of Romero, though, he's dead. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he's uh, been shot in the head. Uh, we don't know by who. Uh, the chubby guy thinks it's the Dark Army covering their tracks but I mean that's just a speculation we really
1: it does just feel like speculation as well it's like we have no reason to think that.
0: No we really don't we don't know what's causing that uh, honestly my first thought was that Mr. Robot's covering these tracks and has ordered a hit.
1: That's what I thought too but then it's like could he do that from inside the facility? Yeah
0: he's got a phone call that's true. If you can inform people, you can do that. Yeah. Who's to say Mister. Robot's not had visitors and Elliot's been unaware of?
1: That's a very good point. These meetings. That's actually a very, very good point. So,
0: nah. I, I, that was the first thing. I, I, I'm not saying it definitely is, but that was my that was my first thing that my mind jumped to.
1: Yeah, we don't really have enough information about any of it to.
0: Because I went back to that scene, in season one, where Mister. Robot points a gun at his head. Hmm. And threatens him.
1: Yeah, he was always the bit of a the independent streak, didn't he? Like, he was willing to kind of do his own thing.
0: Yeah, he was happy to break away from it if it felt like things were getting too hot. Yeah, um,
1: and he he often called Elliot on his shit in Season 1, mm-hmm. where the others didn't. So I guess maybe you could see Mr Robot seeing him as the threat more than the others, or at least more an immediate threat. Mm,
0: yes. And, uh... We didn't get a whole lot of the others in this episode, but we did get to see, again, I can't remember her name, but the, the Muslim girl. Uh, her and Darlene and the, the chubby guy sort of meet again. It was nice to see them together again, actually. And they they did a bit of speculating, but the obviously the most exciting thing about this scene, I think, for everyone, is that she says she's going to go and see Elliot.
1: Yeah, everyone's going to be watching that scene like a hawk.
0: Yeah, I was actually expecting it before the end of the episode, and I was kind of disappointed we didn't get it. <laughs> so I'm 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 guessing that means we have that to look forward to next week. But uh, also the interesting thing there as well is when she said when we started talking about Elliot, uh, the chubby guy flat out said, um, or when she left, he's like, I, like she she he referenced Elliot as her crazy brother, and I'm like, yeah, we went all season one, no one could say that. They weren't allowed to say that because it would spoil the surprise. Yeah. So it's almost just funny to hear them say it now and hear them just openly talk about him being our, our brother. I,
1: I think the difference is obviously we didn't see that much of them last season outside of when Elliot was there. Oh no, we didn't, yeah. So obviously we've seen through his and you don't need to address someone as someone's brother when he's right there.
0: Oh, of course. I mean, it's, it's smartly done but... yeah. Uh, What I'm saying is is we never heard that in season 1, so it was just kind of weird for me. When he he just blatantly said that, I'm like, oh yeah, I guess that is his public knowledge. I wonder
1: if he means crazy in the literal sense, as in committed.
0: I think, well, the way he talks about him at the start of the episode uh, makes him think he just always called him crazy anyway. That's true. Uh, Actually, that's a good point. Uh, the, The opening scene when he mentions Elliot, or at least we assume he's talking about Elliot, not actually see by name, so there could be a, a swerve there, but it, it seems like he's talking about Elliot. I was really curious if he was going to show up in that scene because this would be pre-season one, so his mental state would be vastly different from what we've ever known him as. I'd
1: really like to see him doing some of the setting up of say, You know, like, as Mr. Robot, Like, we, we got this scene of where they got the, the location, and you're saying, oh, I hope we get more. I hope we see Elliot bringing in the rest of them. I think we will. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it.
0: And what would be almost more interesting for me is if in the flashbacks they didn't do it as Mr. Robot. They actually just had Elliot being Elliot, like him doing it. Like, Oh yeah, I think they would do it as him. Because this would be f- before he split, if that makes sense. That's, I'm not
1: sure if it is.
0: Oh, no, It is. Because at the start of season 1, the first episode, Mr. Robot sort of reintroduces himself to him because he's been joined.
1: But he he doesn't remember setting up F Society either. So, presumably that was a Mr. Robot did that.
0: No, I honestly think it was Mr. Robot did that, because Mr. Robot...
1: You think he just forgot it?
0: Well, no, I'm saying that Elliot, before this split happened, wasn't like Elliot that we know. Right, okay. I'm saying that Elliot before then was a more uh, like lucid, more confident Elliot that mm. knew what he was doing. Okay. But maybe not, I mean, fuck, maybe,
1: I don't know. I guess I just struggle to see that as as his social issues, I feel like he's never been confident.
0: Yeah, I guess. But at the same time, I don't just think it's a case of Mr. Robot as we know him, as he was introduced in season one. There yeah, a- there's definitely
1: something extra going on.
0: Yeah, I don't think it was just him as we knew him, who already existed, even though he reintroduced himself to Elliot. Because but- in in my head, this is close enough to the start of season one, because the psychiatrist mentions that, like, in the start of season one, she says, "Elliot,
1: are you off your meds again?" Like, yeah, and there's also a thing that, that you say. Mr. Robot's been around before, like he's done this before in the past, because obviously... Yeah, so I'm thinking
0: this is during the time when he's on his meds.
1: Right, okay.
0: And it's gone off the meds, that are, it's made him forget things, and it's that's right, sort yeah. of the, yeah, the catalyst good. for the start of the season one. We're going deep back now, but they gave us a flashback, so we're... <laughs> you have to, don't you? You have to, <laughs> you
1: have to talk about the surrounding areas.
0: Uh, so, obviously the other big thing was the FBI agent, whose name's Dom, Dominic. Yes, and uh, I mentioned the masturbating, which, to be to be fair, was quite a like that scene in the first scene we see her, and she's in bed and she can't sleep, and she's doing her little product placement for Alexa. Um. Th- those were good stuff because it showed how sort of like she really just only has her job, like she's really quite lonely at night. Yeah. Um so i think that was good in building her character because she is new her and rail the two main new characters so it's in giving them time to actually develop and giving them a sense of who the characters are now she finds the uh that flyer for the end of the world thing at romero's house after he's dead and that was a little bit sloppy on romero's part given how careful all those guys were especially him
1: it's also, the problem is I don't feel like they'd have to get rid of it because they handed them out. How many people would have had them and just, mm, True. like, that's not enough to link someone to anything.
0: True, but it still led to her finding the location.
1: It did. It did.
0: And I have to admit, her reaction when she sees that there's literally a sign on the front saying F-Society was pretty great.
1: It's such a... Great! It's such a ballsy move. They've literally been broadcasting. It's like, yeah, of course, exercise F- here. It's on the fucking front door, mate.
0: <laughs> 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 no, that was quite good. I like that. Uh, and that leaves Angela, who also had an interesting plotline in this episode.
1: Mm, she did indeed.
0: Uh, so she challenges her boss, who I remember is called Philip. And get you? Yeah, I know, I was paying attention this episode. Uh, and Philip. Apparently impressed with her like sort of fighting back and being like, no, 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 Bloomberg's the way to go here, uh, not your fox. Uh, invites her out to dinner uh, uh, with a couple of other guys. She, she, m-
1: she doesn't seem to, uh, she seems to expect it's like a date or something beforehand.
0: Yeah, she seems surprised there's other people there, which uh, she wanted. It to and she seems there.
1: really disappointed, doesn't she?
0: Yeah, well... Uh, it's strange but this is more of our self-help thing and all that isn't it her being yeah. confident standing up to the boss and we see her doing it in front of the mirror again and but of course the interesting thing here is when these two guys leave mm. is is he, he describes them both a little bit and gives a bit of history on them and then just casually drops the line oh and they were both in the room with Colby when they decided that your mother would die and that that packed a punch for a couple of reasons. Cause one, I don't think before this scene we were entirely sure if he was aware of exactly who she was in that sense. Yeah, I don't remember ever like been a scene with him acknowledging or knowing that she was the daughter of like one someone who died in that whole scandal. Mm, I
1: don't think because so, everything we saw about that was with Colby, wasn't it? Yeah,
0: it was with Colby. Uh, no, I don't I mean. No, oh, it's not unfeasible that Colby told him at some point like he probably
1: did know the whole time but he might have just known anyway it's i mean it it wouldn't be hard for anyone to find out in this world you know just go oh that was your mom okay
0: so but him dropping that and then him being like "Oh, right here's evidence to put both of them behind bars because they've both been inside trading uh you can do this and uh, this was this was interesting for two reasons. One, it reminded me a lot of a lot of what Tyrell tried to do last season with a couple of people in terms of power plays. Mm. You know the way that he'd like barge out at the bathroom, and things yeah. like that, and just like these sort of things where I know everything,
1: but it's much more subtle, isn't
0: it? Oh, it's well it's subtle until he basically just blows it all in front of her. Yeah, uh, but, but even that
1: is subtle compared to Tyrell.
0: Well, he's Phillips get more experience. He's, yeah. a, he's he's a more get more of a deft hand at these kind of situations. But what I, I think is really fascinating about this is that Angela's whole thing, at least at the end of last season, I mean, it feels like this season she's kind of been swallowed up by the belly of the beast almost, but her motivation at the first, first go-round to get into this company and our entire thing last season with the lawyer and all that, was to try and bring down the people that made the decision that led to her mother's death. That was a big thing. She went after Colby because of that. And this is Philip handing her that and saying, look, look here it is.
1: No do now with... we have to see what she does with it.
0: Yeah. Not only do we have to see what she does with it, it's almost like, in terms of it being a power play from him, I think it's like, look, you now have exactly what you wanted that was going to keep your mind off of it. Now, now maybe he believes, maybe, he's, maybe he admires her and thinks she can do a good job.
1: Yeah, he wants to see if she'll stay committed after she's got what she's wanted. Yeah, so I also think it's really interesting they do it after the because there's obviously that whole like you know like traditionally like you know you break bread together, you're allies, you know, you, you're not supposed to harm each other once you've just sat there and had a meal. But then it's like, oh, straight after, gonna could stab them all in the back.
0: Mm. That won't stop me from harming you, I just want you, I want you to know. No, I'm
1: aware of that. I, I, I said traditionally, but I don't expect you to play by rules.
0: I think when one people at the table's ginger, you just go out the window.
1: That That's fair. Yeah.
0: So, <laughs> right, I, th- I think that we've hit all the major uh, plot strands of the episode.
1: Yeah, I just want to say, my favourite scene oh, is fun. Elliot on the drug trip. You know, like when he's just like super happy and sleep deprived. Like right, that, okay. that, that sequence and he, you know where you see like the Five Elliots like and the it walking across the street bit and he's doing the The Beatles cover. I thought that was really amusing. And then he gets to the end of it and he goes yeah you didn't buy any of that did you?
0: Yeah, that was a nice little bit. Actually another moment I really liked in terms of uh, talking to us is I believe for the first time Mr. Robot talks to us. Or he does not talk to us but he refers to us. He like- does, he
1: says you're talking to them, why not me?
0: No, it's it's not quite that. It's, uh forget talking to them; talk to me. Yourself. You know, it's uh, all in those lines. Yeah, but he's angry that he's talking to us and not him,
1: which is really interesting. Because yeah, I think it is the first time Mister Robot's referenced us.
0: Yeah, he's acknowledged us. So, um, no, fascinating stuff. Uh, <laughs> I think that's it. Then. That's <laughs> episode three of Mister Robot. Uh, not a whole lot more to theorize on. Uh, I, I I was. <sighs> I'm almost half expecting them to drop the this is a facility bomb on us when he sees Darlene. They might not, but part of me feels like that would be the time to do it.
1: Mm. I have a question. You know, in the first uh-huh. episode, he goes to the psychiatrist and he, he hides stuff from us. Yes. Do we think that's just that it's a facility or something more? Probably more. Yeah. Well, I thought so.
0: <laughs> yeah. I mean, come on. I'm not.
1: Seems too easy otherwise, isn't
0: it? Elliot can't trust us. We can't trust Elliot. Let's that's, that's be right. honest. Yeah. So, no, Mr. Robot, uh, still endlessly fascinating. Uh, and this hour, this hour, uh, this, sh- this episode was an hour long without commercials. This was a long episode. Again. And I believe next week's is yet to be determined on the length, so we might have another long episode. I, f- I feel like they're just editing it, and then when it's done editing, alright that'll do for length, <laughs> and then...
1: And then USA just moves everything on its schedule to fit it in.
0: Yeah, quite right. So yeah. that's Mr. Robot. Let us know what you thought in the comments below, uh, thoughts, theories, feelings, um, who killed Romero? Let us know. Uh, and like and subscribe and all that jazz, it helps us out a lot. Thanks for watching guys, we'll see you next time.